the next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care. Urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine. Diagnostic treatment service, AtMed Urgent Care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals. They're a cost-efficient health care alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from covid you want to go straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, online at atmedurgentcare.net. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Joining us right now, his new book, Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, But Not Silenced, the one and only Good morning. Welcome to the John DePietro Show. It's Paul Manafort. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, John. Good to be with you today. First of all, congratulations on your book. Take us inside. Start off, first of all, what you have been through. This is a must-read. Uh, take us through how this book came together. Well, the, the reason I wrote the book was because when I was going through this crisis in uh, 2016 through twenty. Uh, I was uh, gagged. I had a gag on my I couldn't talk to the media. Then they put me in solitary confinement. Then they put me in prison. Uh, so the public never got to understand the story of the truth about what I personally was going through. But that wasn't the only reason. The, uh, the real reason I wrote the book was because I wanted to expose the deep state and the, and the, and the way in which they will go after not just me and not just the former president, but uh, you know ordinary Americans as well, uh, because that's what they're doing now. So the book was driven by exposing the deep state, talking about the two-tiered system of justice, and using the whole Russia collusion hoax and the special counsel's abuse of my personal freedoms uh, to to tell the, the narrative. And I get, get into it in a lot of detail, actually. Um, Paul, within the book, uh, first of all, just number one, obviously your admiration, fondness for President Trump comes through, but there are some people in his orbit that you kind of talk about that did not have his best intentions at heart. Well, I, I didn't want to do too much of that in the book. There, there are a couple of points I had to at least raise the issue because it, it was affecting his campaign. And things that people thought about the president were not correct because of what some of these actions. So I, I, I get into that a little bit. But I, I tried to keep keep the personal stories away from the narrative that I was trying to tell. Uh, I, I do focus on, on Weissman and, and his abuses because he still is a danger to our freedoms uh, in any Biden administration, certainly. Uh, although I think he's so discredited by his tactics that yeah, it will take an abusive person to to bring him back into power, but it's possible. What was it? When did you realize, and what was it about then candidate Donald Trump that you saw a winner 
and someone that would completely remake the landscape of our of our political system. Yeah, it's it's I, it actually like, this is it's a good question. I get into this in some detail. I I, I had sort of dropped out of U.S. politics in the in, during the Obama years because I was frustrated by Republicans as well as Democrats campaigning them certain promises and then not delivering as soon as they get elected. Um, Trump's that was Trump's message when he announced his candidacy that that he was going to drain the swamp and he was going to. They keep his promises, and he was going to focus the purposes of government and the tools of government on making people's lives better, which he did during his four years. But but that was a that was a new message that went right at the establishment. That got my attention, and and then and I talk about this in the book. My family is a, it's a blue collar family, but with a successful family business that's you know in in, in Connecticut, and my cousins who are you know well connected to current events, but never really called me and asked me questions on things. And all of a sudden, in 2015, they were calling me and asking me about Donald Trump and saying they really like what they're hearing, et cetera, et cetera. And I realized that his message was re- was resonating outside of the Beltway. And uh, so I started paying attention. Roger Stone, who was helping organize and, and put the strategy in for, Stone's camp- for Trump's campaign, was a former partner of mine. And Roger was telling me, you need to pay attention because this is Trump's time, and 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 it, 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 I did pay attention and I recognized all that. I saw that he really had captured lightning in a bottle, and uh, uh, and that sincerity came through in his campaign appearances and, and rallies, and and there's other reasons why his support just kept, seemed to keep growing. Uh, so when the opportunity came for me to get involved in his campaign, you know, I was totally committed to it. Folks, again, we're speaking with Paul Manafort, his new book, Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, Not Silenced. Paul, I just want to ask you a couple people, just rattle off some names and whatever you want to tell us. Let's start off with Mike Lindell. Well, I mean, I became a big fan of his listening to uh, Listening to him, and not just uh, at his commercials, but you know, some of the things I, I read about him, his speeches. Uh, when you're in prison, and the, the last year, you know, the year I was in the general population, I got to watch television. I started getting exposed to Mike Lindell, and uh, I was impressed with him. What about Michael Cohen, President Trump's former attorney? <sighs> Michael was always looking for a purpose uh, in, within the Trump campaign, and he was very frustrated because he, he wasn't a political person. Uh, and I think that led to some of his estrangement with Trump. But uh, again, I don't get into that in the book because sure. it's not germane to the story that I'm talking about. Are you surprised? What is your? What can you tell us about the raid on Mar-a-Lago? Well, <laughs> they, uh, it's, it's everything you need to know about how fear, fearful they are that he's going to run for president. Um, and it tells you everything you need to know about how little they understand Donald Trump. Because if they fear him and do something like that, all they're doing is getting him more motivated. Uh, it's it's a risk. This this is a true risk to our democracy. What they did, going after your political opponents and including your future political opponent, probably uh, is third world banana republic kind of activity. It's not what a mature democracy or the leading democracy in the world should ever be demonstrating to the world. And the example I use is Donald Trump himself. During the Trump 2016 campaign, one of the campaign slogans was "Lock her up," meaning Hillary Clinton for the 
the server crimes that she committed. Sure. Yeah, yeah. When Trump became president, he didn't use the tools of his authority to go after her. That's right. Because he recognized the untowardness that would that would signal uh, to the world about our democracy. So when Biden talks about being the great uniter and how he's going to come in and bring the country together and restore justice, does something like this, it shows how much he's either disconnected from the reality or his own truths, uh, but it also shows that he really doesn't have the motivations that he talks about, and the American people get it. That's why in less than one year, his support has totally evaporated. They, they see the effects, his changes of Trump's policies have had on their people's lives. And they're now starting to recognize, and I think this event, this raid last week, will, will accelerate it. They see the risk to their constitutional rights that this the Biden administration represents. Everything from parents being called domestic terrorists for going to school board meetings, to victims being called the problem, not the criminals, to, uh, to people living on the border being told that, they need to just accept the illegal immigration coming in, et cetera, et cetera. And the point is that Biden's who makes a president who is who who is president makes a difference. If people see that, and Trump is looking better every day in that light. Folks, again, we're speaking with Paul Manafort. Paul, I'm going to let you go in a moment. Just two more quick questions. Number one, if you don't mind, did you ever think that morning? You know, I mean, what you went through. Them coming into your home that way, uh, it, it just sounds like it was just like a total nightmare that you went through. And, and But the point about it, it was so heavy-handed, it doesn't seem to seem to that needed to happen. I, I interviewed Peter Navarro. I mean, he, he could look out his window and see the FBI office. He was literally boarding a plane. They took him out of the line. I mean, leg irons. It, it's just... It's just such the heavy-handedness of it. But what you went through, I think, was even more dramatic. It's, it's it's intimidation with a purpose by the by the FBI and the, and the weaponized Justice Department. I mean, what what was worse, it's gotten lost in the details. You know, they knocked on Stone's door and got him out. You know, at a ridiculous hour with CNN filming it. Uh, and my, I lived in a condominium. I was on the fourth floor. They not only came up to the fourth floor. My bedroom was on the far end of the of the apartment. They entered my apartment at, in pre dawn walked the corners, gun drawn, and opened my bedroom door. You know, now, for all I knew, they, they claimed they were the FBI. They could have been the Russians. They right. could have been criminals. I didn't know what it was. And my wife and I were, were asleep. I had just wakened. And, and they were rude. They were intimidating. But that's what they were meant to be. And that's, again, a third world tactic. That doesn't belong in our country. I had just spent several days that week, you know, uh, cooperating with the Senate and the House Intelligence Committee for information they wanted. So they were not having any problems with me. Hmm. But uh, like with Trump, they were after, it was a fishing expedition uh, for them to come after me because, again, they weren't looking at me. I was a means to their end. They wanted to get whatever they could on me, and, and they never could. They just made stuff up in the end to get me to turn on Trump, which I wouldn't do. Folks, again, it is a must-read book, Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, Not Silenced, the one and only Paul Manafort. Paul, again, congratulations on the book. Uh, a lot of people, you're getting a lot of people's attention. It's an, uh, great to speak to you, and we'll talk to you again. Thank you, John. 
J. Perry Paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high-quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years' experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this, once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Thing to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. Folks, visit the website. On the website, you'll see all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, Instagram, even TikTok. Plus, you if you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. We have unique original stories videos content log on right at the website dipetro.com the coincid in 226 coincid avenue in west warwick or an island tradition since 1977 delicious food great atmosphere whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge they can also accommodate large groups a great meal a feast is waiting for you at the coincid in stop it and see them all year round, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, joining us on the right now, right now on the air, we've had him in the past. He has a book. He was an advisor to the president, a man that in some ways almost needs, needs no introduction. It is the one and only Peter Navarro. Peter, it's the John DePietro Show. Welcome back, Peter Navarro. John, it's uh, really great to be back with you today. Uh, Everything's going in uh, Rhode Island. Well, Rhode Island and Mass uh, continue to be blue, but there's always optimism with the uh, the rest of the country. So, Peter, if you don't mind, if you'd like to just, I'd like to start, just get your thoughts on the contempt trial uh, as far as the jury selection with uh, Steve Bannon that began. Well, that's the last thing I, uh, I can talk about. Oh. Uh, as your listeners may know, um, I'm facing a um, misdemeanor, <laughs> which carries with it a two-year prison term. I've already been putting leg irons, and uh, my attorneys uh, do not want me discussing other cases. But okay. I'd be happy to talk a little bit about um, the circumstances that led to uh, to my situation, okay. which... Uh, which are more, I think, might be interesting. Yeah, no, definitely. Talk about, if you don't mind, Peter, that was so over the top with the leg irons and the way they, that you were uh, taken into custody. Well, I think, I think that's the correct word, over the top. And you have to um, step back for a minute and, and, and go back to when I was in the White House. I, mean, I served, uh, in fact, I was one of only three White House officials who was with the president all the way from the 2016 campaign to the uh, end of what we love to call his first term. Um, and he, I look, humbly, uh, I did uh, save 
American Lives because I was one of the uh, guys in the lighthouse early on who recognized the seriousness of the pandemic and, and uh, motivated uh, the White House to take appropriate steps. Um, I worked a lot creating uh, manufacturing jobs. You know, that was my thing, trade manufacturing. And I, you know, I found myself um, when this um, so-called select committee was formed by Nancy Pelosi, um, uh, an obvious partisan witch hunt. Um, uh, when when they began putting out uh, their illegal subpoenas, um, I was put in a situation where the president, President Trump, invoked what's called executive privilege. And um, as I have said from the outset of this whole process, it's not my privilege to waive. And I, 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 was, I was caught between the dispute between Congress and the White House, essentially. And the law, as I read it, clearly comes down um, on my side in this, in the sense that uh, executive privilege, is go, it goes back to George Washington as something that's critical to effective presidential decision-making. And ironically, the Department of Justice itself has over 50 years of policy and more than a dozen memoranda that support the idea that folks like me at the highest levels of the White House shouldn't be uh, forced by Congress uh, to come testify before them. So, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, that's the dispute. Um, it's it's going to be... Uh, settle now in um, in a trial uh, down the road but what was interesting uh, John is that this this is uh, it's a misdemeanor it doesn't involve any fraud nobody's ever accused me of any violence uh, particularly on Capitol Hill on January 6th uh, there's none of that going on and the way this should have been handled was with what's called voluntary surrender. In other words, they issue the arrest warrant, they call me, and they say, um, here, show up, show up uh, in court, and we'll, we'll get this done, right? Now, instead of doing that, they went, the, the, the total, <laughs> went just, they just went full metal jacket on me. And the irony, John, is I sit here and talk to you, I'm literally looking out the window at the FBI building, my my the FBI building is literally a field goal uh, away. <laughs> wow! I mean, I could and I was an old field goal kicker in my in my um, high school days, and I could literally kick a field goal. Uh, that this is that's how close the FBI building is, and so instead of um, doing the courtesy of calling me and say, "Hey, just voluntary surrender." Um, oh, by the way, we know you're going to Nashville on Friday to do a TV show. Maybe maybe it's okay to come in on Monday, right? That's kind of what they should have done. Right. <laughs> they, they let me. They, I eat breakfast. They, I get, get in an Uber. I get all the way to the airport. And I sit around for an hour waiting to get on the plane. And then when I – you know how people, you, you go in, you give the ticket, and you walk in the jetway there yep. between uh, the, the – the gate in the that's where you know, five FBI agents armed to the teeth wow. <laughs> go after a 72 year old guy who weighs 145 pounds um, 
And, you know, it was, I mean, look, um, if you put yourself in my shoes, it's like handcuffs. Uh, They take me back to my home. Oh, except not my home, 40 yards away to the FBI. (laughs) Get fingerprinted. Then I, I wind up like 20 minutes later in this like dungeon at the courts, um, in leg irons and a strip search. Well, that was kind of wow. fun. Yeah, yeah. So the leg irons are kind of interesting. I, my, my I, I joke now that it's, it's like, I'm hoping they were at least uh, made with American steel. You know, it's like me being the buy American guy. Maybe the government bought some made in America <laughs> leg irons, but yeah, they, they're like strips. They strip searched me. That was fun. You wow. roped, and then they put these leg irons on. The funny part was like the, the, the guard, he was like a third my age, nice guy, but he's like walking down the hall to the cell, right, expecting me to follow at his pace. And you, you, you can, you know, you can't, you have no stride when you're in leg irons. You kind of like clunk along and I'm going, what? <laughs> and they stick me in a cell. Um, they're, and they're proud of this somehow. Oh, John Hinckley was there when you shot President Reagan. Okay, great. It's like, Okay, Navarro, the guy in the White House, saved lives, created jobs, and wow. for the Constitution, is in the same cell as Inkley. Now, I would be remiss at this point not mentioning uh, DefendPeter.com. DefendPeter.com. That's my uh, legal defense fund. Great. And if your listeners uh, would, would be moved by any of this, just check it out. Now, just small donations. But the punchline here is that, John, I've already had um, costs over $400,000 oh, so far. God. This is like a million dollars for a misdemeanor, mind you. Oh, wow. It's a misdemeanor that comes with a two-year prison sentence, I might add. Um, so, you know, this is where this is where things stand. And, and what's interesting is that the only, the only two people going to trial – for this um, are the two China Hawks from the White House, right. which, which I find interesting. That's the right. Two guys, like Ben and I are the only two guys um, who ever got sanctioned by the Chinese Communist Party. They, they, they did it like four minutes into Biden swearing in. And we're also the only two guys that are threatened with prison terms from the U.S. Congress. So, you know, like strange bedfellows. <laughs> and, and Peter, you wrote... And I'm not sure this is a coincidence. Yeah, well, and you wrote the book. And again, folks, speaking with Peter Navarro, you wrote the book, Death by China. So that's not... I mean, people way, can... Way back when. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Peter, in... But, now, wait, one other thing, speaking go ahead. of books, just so folks kind of... Yeah, if you go to PeterNavarro.com, you can see all this. But... but uh, Taking Back Trump's America yes. is is the new book I've written. It's available on Amazon, Taking Back Trump's America. And the reason, John, why it's important is that we're, we're now in a collapsing economy. Uh, I am the poster child for a two-tier system of justice where violent felons and Antifa people roam free while former White House advisors get uh, arrested and put in leg irons. Wow. And the Taking Back Trump's America book really is uh, the blueprint and battle cry to do two things. First, we've got to take back 
the Congress, the House of Representatives, from the Pelosiites. These people are out of control. Yep. Even as they weaponize the investigatory powers of Congress in an unconstitutional way, they are, by the way, destroying our economy. We've got to get them out of there. And then in 2024, we've got to get uh, Trumpism back in the White House. Just It just has to happen. Because I can tell you, I was there for four years. The policies we adopted created the best economy in modern history. And Biden and Pelosi and AOC and Schumer and Lion Adam Schiff and little Jamie Rack and all of those scumbags, and they are scumbags, have destroyed the U.S. economy, their frame, the democracy and political system, and they're high and mighty about it all. Yeah. So let's, you know, throw these rascals out. Folks, again, he is the one and only Peter Navarro. Peter, great to talk to you. I'm so sorry uh, that you had to go through that. But justice will prevail. You have a lot of fans out there. You also, by the way, you do a great job on Newsmax. Keep up the good work. Keep swinging. And uh, everyone's behind you, and we'll talk to you again. All right, my brother. You take care of yourself. Enjoy Thank- this, uh, this summer. Get down to Newport and sail and do something like that. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. All right, man. Bye. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them, 401 401- 885-4209 in Massachusetts. You can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane, heating and cooling, it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment it's Propane Plus, and remember with propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, call them at 508-252-3359. They're very easy-to-navigate website. It's PropanePlus.com. Propane Plus. Call them, 401-885-4209. For listing. To the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Joining me right now is one of my siblings. She is an independent columnist, opinion maker. It is Donna Perry. And DJ, I'd like to start off uh, so many different elements to this uh, raid, as Drudge Report called it, the raid of the century. But uh, let's start off at least. You know, you had Steve Ducey on Fox News trying to make an appeal and also Maureen Dowd in the New York Times. Uh, it was it was a week ago, last week, Monday night, was when President Trump was really the one to alert everyone that Mar-a-Lago had been raided. But one of the things that he tossed out there in the very beginning was this uh, idea that somehow maybe the FBI was planting evidence at Mar-a-Lago. Yep. And since then, right. uh, the agency has just been inundated with threats. You had the MAGA maniac, as they call him, the guy that started firing FBI yeah. agents yep. uh, in Cincinnati. So I want to start off and get some of your thoughts on that. Yes, and good to be with you. Um, and I want to first commend that Fox and Friends Steve Ducey did that, John. I mean, I, you know, he, I thought that was very important that that was, it's a prominent, longtime veteran, you know, voice of the network. Um, I do. I, I just think, you know, he was measured and he, he just, I think he sent out um, an important 
an important clarification in some ways, John, because there's a lot of sort of misrepresenting on the, in fairness to Fox, by the other networks, which we know they, they like to do that. Um, but I think his comments and, and wider, this Maureen Dowd column, which I thought was just spot on, um, she's always a great wordsmith, you know, the scoff law and the law, you know, is how she framed it, of course. Yeah. Um, and she she really gets to the point that when you think of the long arc of the complete, really, identity of the Republican Party, and she's just saying, look, this is political suicide for the Republican Party um, to to have decided that they're going to be, they're going to look very anti-law enforcement. There's no higher law enforcement in this country than the FBI, right? That's right. So like when people talk about, it's not just, you know, in all due respect, your local, you know, cop around the corner. The FBI is the the center of it uh, when you get to the national level. Um, Even and, international. And international. They, they get called in on international. Right. And, and for people to be so caught up with this and naive, by the way, that the very uh, life that they enjoy in the United States is, is not for a small part of the work of, of agencies like the FBI, by the way. Um, yep. And that's what separates us from walking around in a banana republic and people get you know grabbed off streets and stuff. So that's just that and and i think her piece was just very uh, a good argument and she just said it's not just self-destructive she she really is making the case that this is not any roadmap for any kind of a future and it really only benefits one man and i have felt this way for a while i mean donald trump is not going to be here for 25 years and so like she's saying like it's just it's so self-destructive to see, and and it worse they are. You are creating this very menacing, in real time, dangerous climate. And we're, John, we're just seeing it in real time. You yes. know, when those kinds of comments and words and the rhetoric has just it obviously has impact. You've seen that it was the Pennsylvania guy. Uh, then there was the the guy in Ohio. I mean. You know, and that's sad in a way. This guy had once been in the U.S. Navy. He he's dead. He was yeah. killed, um, just grossly misled. Um, and I do think it's sad to see some of these these guys. It's like you're obsessively following this, and you're going down this, you know, rabbit hole. There's no crawling back up, apparently. So um, that's a lot of what you know. She just said, like, also though, for the leaders of the party, and I think that's an important point. It's one thing to say that people are going crazy on social media, anonymous people. But when, when you have at the level of Marco Rubio and, and Lindsey Graham and just like John parroting almost in this, like, really, it's like an embarrassing thing to see that. Totally embarrassing. Right. Like preposterous. And Jesse Waters started it on his show on Fox. Yeah. The FBI planted evidence and then Marjorie Taylor Green, you know, well, defund the FBI. It is absurd. Oh, right. It is laughable. And let's step back. I mean, it was a shock to the system, the raid, but the reaction is just is is ludicrous that somehow, yeah, they broke in and planted evidence inside a safe. It is it is nonsense talk in anyone that goes along. And it's it's pretty striking, actually, that the other two hosts on Fox and Friends, Brian Kilmeade and yeah. and Ames, they were they didn't exactly back them up. They were kind of like looking at him, but I, I give Steve Ducey a lot of credit. 
And again, folks, we're speaking with Donna Perry. Yep, you know, 100%. DJ, it's, um, it, it's another example, though, how, you know, that, that led to, let, let's face it, on January 6th, you know, a lot of the rhetoric, that's what got people fired up and down there. And, and President Trump, who was thrown off. But in going forward, let's just finish up on this. But, you know, she's exactly right. This is supposed to be the party of, of law enforcement. And it's, it's, it's ludicrous that the FBI has to go on high alert when they clearly were, come on, there's obviously something there that they were just of doing course. their job and executing right. the raid. And and look, there's been a lot of really lying and, and just things are getting thrown out, these fake arguments. And he's got, I'm sorry, he's got this B team right now of lawyers, um, yeah. you know, just wearing five pounds of makeup and, and oh. <laughs> having your hair a certain way. You know, like there's, I don't know who I saw last night. So Christina he's got these, Bob, uh, yeah, like terrible. whoever they are, um, you know, and that might go to the point of his money because, I mean, um, that's not really the A team to defend what we're talking about. And I just, um, I, I think it's at least if you see Republicans could at least take a breath and John, there is a point. It's like, so it, what is going to be the point for you to worry about your own reelection? If, if you're taking everything down this road, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's a point where are they, they're that afraid of the base that they can't just speak out. And I, I've said this before who, who this is really hurting is the Republicans' chances for the fall elections, especially right. people running for Congress. Yes. Um, you know, I don't want to say uh, Alan Fung directly, and, and he, the Rhode Island, hopefully, you know, you have your own local issues, but it's very difficult when you're going to those federal offices um, that this is, of course, the huge elephant in the room. Now that the shock is over, um, a little bit of what happened last week, it, it's just, it's very disturbing to say, like, so what are you going to stand for? Like Marjorie Taylor Greene? Like, you're going to be the party of violence? Like, exactly. <laughs> like what What kind of a roadmap is this? And, and None. It's just not. And, and you know, again, it, it's only benefiting him. He, don't they have any, like, short-term memory? I mean, my goodness. Um, when it just benefits Trump, the other major Republicans lose. I've said this for a long time. I mean, yeah. you... Guess who the media is not talking about? They're not talking about Biden's inflation, right. yeah. um, all the missteps. They're not. No one's talking about, you know, Ron DeSantis. And That's right. And that, to me, ultimately hurts someone like him. Not that you have to be worrying about that right now for 2024. Maybe he likes the distraction of it for now. But I would argue um, I think he's in a rough corner um, with all this in a way he's seems to not be sure how to play it. But uh, I, in terms of this just being, you know, so here's our roadmap. We'll just, you know, go to war with the FBI. I mean, ridiculous, it's, embarrassing. It's just and embarrassing. Going and, nowhere, Donna Perry. I mean, it's it's ludicrous. And I'll also say this. I disagree with these people saying, well, you know, it's locked up his now. He'll definitely get the nomination for 2024. Oh. I completely disagree with that. No, yeah. because if... As someone that has been a big supporter, if if the party and the candidacy is going to revolve around the likes of Marjorie Taylor Greene and all this conspiracy people and the FBI is planning evidence and the FBI is corrupt and blah, 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 I, I'll be the first one. I want no part of something like that. That's right. And the independents will run from someone like that. As you say, that's not a roadmap 
And that is certainly not a winning strategy. It's craziness. No, and they they talk, they proved in the last election. This, John, you and I have talked about this. How the percentage of who is the swing voter in America is actually not. It, it's very critical because they can swing an election, but it's not a huge amount of people. No. So when you talk about the power of the suburban women vote, that is a distinct distinct swing voter. That's right. So I just find it hard to believe that the suburban voter and busy women running around soccer fields and running through Target or whatever, these people are not going to say, walk around with rifles in front of FBI buildings. Yeah, Yeah, that's something I relate to. You know what I mean? It's just... I mean, I'm just being really blunt and I'm not trying to characterize anybody. I'm just being really blunt. Um, so that, that's just like for them to think it's a playbook. Um, boy, I, I just think ultimately this could set back the party for, for a number, a number of years. Yeah. This, uh, these fall elections, if they blow this now, because things were really cruising in the right direction. Right. But if suddenly it, if it all becomes about the raid and about president Trump and, Blah blah blah. That that's how you lose. That's how you you're going to lose the elections. And then Biden is seemingly is learning. The less that people see of him, the better he does. Sure, he's and on just, vacation. He <laughs> is, and just let President Trump have all the attention. But it's yeah. not, as you say, a winning strategy. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Donna Perry, right here on the John DePietro Show. Remain healthy. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can also look for her on Facebook, but call her 401-305-3585. You know the building. It's that historic white church diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's my health. What do you find inside? Well, first of all, great service, great selection, vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like ICE, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, plus hemp and CBD products, natural skin care. It's my health. Pop in and see Marie. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. There's things for your pets. There's things for your children. There's things for your health. Stay healthy at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie, 401-305-3585 diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. We're speaking with independent columnist, opinion maker, Donna Perry. Well, DJ, it is um, primary day in Wyoming, and by all accounts, Liz Cheney, uh, unless there's some kind of dramatic move where she was even appealing, trying to get Democrats to vote. um, Curious your thoughts that they're saying, you know, it's the end of this part of her political career, but she's not done just yet. Uh, but just the fact that all eyes are going to be seen now, yeah. unless something happens very, very dramatic, she's going to lose her primary today. Yeah. And, you know, there really is not much suspense left, John, um, on what's going to happen there. You know, it's, it's a large polls difference with this Harriet Hageman person um, who did get the Trump backing uh, eventually. Um, And I think there's no question that in, by the way, very conservative Wyoming, uh, one of the most Republican states, um, it just seems though, J.D., like for Liz Cheney, her personal, just unrelenting, laser focus effort, really her final imprint, uh, if she does lose in her time in Congress, has just been this to hold 
Trump accountable in a very personal hold Trump accountable as she saw it for January 6th. But also I think she wants to hold him accountable beyond that. I mean, she has made and been unafraid to make statements that some folks would feel as a Republican, you'd feel like, Oh, okay. I'm not going to quite say that. I mean, she just at that podium with millions of people who could be tuning into those hearings, she has said things like, he is a dangerous man who yep. should never again be allowed anywhere near the Oval Office. So um, she's that's not an ambiguous statement. And yep. she's made it several times. And again, in a very high profile um, way. So I just think that she just went out on, you know, out on the board on that, John. She was not going to back down. Um, no. I do think fearless. fearless, just just fearless on that. And before we get to you know, would she herself get in the game? I, I do just want to note also that when you've seen these TV ads, if you've seen them of, of Dick Cheney, um, just looking straight in the camera yes. with kind of the Wyoming cowboy hat on, but, yeah. and just, you know, totally stone faced delivery. <laughs> I, I feel like that's remarkable too, JD, when you see how Trump has transformed the Republican party, like that's yeah. a lot of what this says. Um, It is no longer the party of when you think of the Cheneys and the Bushes. They they were the power of the Republican Party. I mean, Dick, no one was a bigger fixture. I mean, he was the secretary of defense. He was the secctary of something else earlier. He's the vice president. And hated by the left and the media. And right was always considered like too far right. And of course, they blamed him to create the um, backdrop for the Iraq war and they you know and took out Saddam Hussein and all that so like the fact that these the Cheneys are going down (laughs) John like you and I've been around this a lot longer maybe than some people like that it is remarkable it is um and but in terms of what comes out of this I think somehow she has decided not that she feels she would ever, I I feel like she would run in 24 just because she wants to be like that needle in the side of Trump. Um, It it just seems that way, but she, it would not, unless there was some, you know, this talking about people crossing over and there were other sort of middle of the road Democrats and they tried, they got them registered at the end that they're voting. I, I don't see the numbers working for her. Uh, in terms of pulling off the primary. so. But Donna Perry, you would agree. I mean, she is very impressive. She can handle herself with anyone. Um, it's, it's really, it's too bad it came to this because to me, she is the type of person that would do well on a national basis for the party. And it's, it's yeah. just, and again, she is who she is and sticking by her principles, but it, she, she is one of the more impressive individuals right now who's a female in in the republican party like i i put her she is just another level above a marjorie taylor green oh, or even sure. a, a nikki haley or even that governor of south dakota well uh, personally i'd like to see her throw her hat in the ring because i yeah. feel like you say like she would represent um the voice of a lot of the more traditional uh w- women who've toiled very hard by the way in state party GOP state committees. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, the, they're conservative people, but they're, they're not going to be part 
of this like walk around with AK-47s with the, the, and JD, I do think the optics, they just so matter. Uh, It's so destructive to the party. She knows it. They've been in the game forever. So we shall see, but um, someone like her. Yeah. It is also primary day in Alaska. And I think something to watch is um, again, unless something changes, it looks like Sarah Palin is going to return to Washington and what I think is interesting, and I want to get your thought on this, Donna Perry, is this is someone, now listen, you know, you go back to 08, and that was the campaign of all campaigns of her and McCain, but she's learned a lot. She's very strategic. Yeah. She has, you know, she went after the New York Times very aggressively, and that, you know, if the judge hadn't kicked that, she was on the right side of that. I still remember when she made David uh, David Letterman apologize for a joke about the daughter, I think Sarah Palin, you know, she's watching some of these Laura Bobard of Colorado and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Sarah Palin, it, she, you know, her back, she can still command a room, command attention, uh, very polished, always has been with the media. Yeah. I think that is someone to watch. This is not the Sarah Palin of of 08 with uh, Sarah, you know, Barracuda. This, right. I, I think that is someone who... You know, she still is a name and garners a lot of attention. Yeah, I mean, and and I just think that uh, if she has done the really reconnected on the ground in her home state, I think yeah. the only deficit of anything you've, from what I've followed or read about it, is um, you know, they're obviously in her home state, uh, the population's not that huge, and there was a sense that you know she became like a national conservative celebrity almost, um, yes. as you've said, and she is very savvy, and I think she's a uh, ten times more polished than Green yeah. and this other woman who just looks just foolish every time you see anything out of her mouth. Yeah, um, she would instantly become a heavyweight uh for the conservatives in the u.s house i I mean you know if they took it mccarthy like he you would want someone of her stature uh be more the one that the uh reporters go to john on the microphone in my view than you know the way they chase around some of these other ones um so i think it's she it looks strong i mean i know she again now she's up against someone who had some sort of long-term Alaska. I think um, this opponent, uh, Nick Begich, that I don't think anyone's going to really know his name. I I guess his grandfather had served at one point. And he's kind of got maybe the um, sort of the more bread and butter Republican support. But again, and Trump came in, Trump flew to Alaska and backed her up a couple. I think he had did a rally or one or two with her. He did. You know, so, I mean, you got to give him that boy. He's just, you know, he does not relent. And so it would seem she is on track to take it. Uh, uh, now, then I think they have that odd rank choice voting system, which I don't like at oh, all. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I, you know she's a creature of that she had been the governor i'm sure she's got john a major apparatus i think she is as you say one of those people she put her eye on something i think she's you know going to go after that so um we shall see and and talk about a contrast with again you got to see the more the the profile of like if palin makes it and then cheney's kind of uh turned out it, it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting uh set of results it yeah. is no folks a uh, quick break much more ahead donna perry right here on the john DePietro show home again consignment located governor francis shopping center fine furniture art 
antiques, glassware, jewelry, buy, sell, or sell in consignment, and estate sales are provided. It's Home Again Consignment. Call John, 401-463-3310. Again, located right in Warwick in the Governor Francis Shopping Center. Home Again Consignment. To the John DePietro Show, it's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Remember, weekdays, 11 to 2. But visit the website, DePietro.com. That's the best way to reach me. There's a direct link. Contact John. We also have all our sponsors right there. We have unique, original reporting, stories, videos. Also, all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook, when we do Facebook Live, or YouTube, or Twitter, it's all right there at the website, petro.com And then remember, once you're there, you can also visit the shop. We have great gifts that you can get. It's a happening. All links to the show. Plus, if you ever miss any part of the show, it's all right there under radio show right there. Folks, it all starts by logging on at petro.com And on the left-hand side, you can always listen live. Again, all our links, everything begins and ends right there at the website, petro.com the Senadale Revival. Stop it and see them comfort food and cocktails. You're going to love the Senadale Revival. Located 2025 Smith Street, North Providence, right in Senadale, right across from North Providence Town Hall. Delicious food, delicious drinks, live entertainment on the weekends. Shane and his crew, they're waiting for you. A great time is going to be had by all at the Senadale Revival, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. <laughs> 